<laughs> Amen. Well, thank you, Lord, for this morning. We just, again, ask your blessing over everything that we do and say, and uh, we just give you permission, Holy Spirit, to do your thing. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, good morning. Uh, I am James Carney. Uh, I've met a lot of you guys. Some of you guys were not here last night. I told uh, my story uh, last night in the Hill and my long history in the Hill and my trauma and God's on the Hill and my uh, being restored by God on the Hill. So that was yesterday. Today, we have something very simple, uh, and it's just hearing from God. Uh, we've got a couple people that are standing up against you, Dallas and Brittany. Actually, Amy. Amy, okay. All right, Amy. All right, so these guys are intercessing. Um, and what that is is that they're, uh, they're just praying during the sessions. Uh, this is part of the practice of a spirit-filled Presbyterian ministry that I'm a part of, uh, Presbyterian Reform Ministries International. And yes, you did hear correctly, spirit-filled and Presbyterian. And the same <laughs> thing, I think, when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of anybody, you start realizing why God was interested in that in the first place. I think that's true for independent churches, Catholic churches, Presbyterian churches, Calvary churches. Anyway, all right, so I'm going to try and get this thing to go. So... How do I do that? Start presentation. Okay, play from beginning. I think I just want to start it from here. It's not doing anything. Where do I go? View. Where? That's so far. That's too far up. Well, see, I'm a I'm a Mac guy that recently got a, a, a I'm a Mac, I'm a PC guy that recently got. Yeah, you can do play, but it'll it'll start skipping forward. Yeah, so I'm, I'm yeah, help me, Jesus. Right, that's what, you, you, you didn't say it, did you? Well, that was technical. If it's spiritual, I'm going to expect my two friends, praise and rejoice, to be able to say, help him. Help him, Lord. Help him, Lord. But see, I needed some other help for that. That was my technical help. So this is, this is the whole theme is drawing nearer to God uh, this weekend. And last night we talked about the goodness of God. Because why would you draw near to God if you don't think God was good? <laughs> and uh, so we talked a little bit about that. I gave a bit of my story. Uh, and then we shared um, about, that's my family. That was my church over behind uh, Seattle Central Community College. That's where I went to school. Anybody remember where that is? Yeah, it's on 10th Avenue. It's a, it's a Cornish School of the Arts. Um, that's where my wife became a Christian on 19th and Cherry, so back in the 80s. But that was my fall and redemption, and so God is good. Um, today we're going to be talking about hearing from God. It's a very simple lesson. Um, and um, it's interesting that this would be a, you know, controversial or 
there's something, uh, but it's, it's to actually hear from God is just a promise. Um, it's a promise that we can actually hear from God, that He can talk to us and we can write it down and we can ask Him questions. So that prayer becomes not just us shooting prayers up uh, like, you know, little balloons, hoping that someone up there finds them. It's this conversation. So, But there's a lot of obstacles to that. But that's why we're going to begin with Scripture. Now, I also need help on this because I need someone to look up John 10, 1 through 18, because my phone is about out of gas, and that was my Bible for the weekend. But those of you with paper Bibles, real Bibles... So this is Jesus. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. You hear that? The sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So, uh, we're sheep. He's, <laughs> he's in the Middle East, right? There was, he was using a metaphor that people understood because it was common. I mean, I don't know if he was here, he would say, okay, you're a MacBook user and you're going into your, <laughs> your system's preferences, you know, <laughs> or you're going into your search bar. I mean, he would, he would, it'd be interesting to hear what he would use when he's just looking around and what is it, but there it was sheep and shepherds. Um, is anybody here a shepherd? Anybody here ever, anybody here ever seen a sheep? Are you a shepherd? Oh, Alright, so I want you to sort of feel free to chime in if you say, oh, now a shepherd would say. Or, yes. <laughs> Sheep are indeed not very intelligent. No. But, <laughs> but it says here that the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Is there recognition? Yeah, yeah, they definitely know you. More, well, for, so, more for the food than anything, but they know you. But they know you, right. Right, we would say that your dog would... Would, would hear your voice and recognize it's you and wouldn't bark at you except mm-hmm. to be excited. Mm-hmm. The sheep are the same, same way. Uh, and he leads them out. Uh, and when he's brought them all out, he goes out before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Mm-hmm. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. So this is a promise that we can know his voice. So in the in the the, the cacophony or the, all the different voices that are in our head, uh, this is a promise that we can recognize when it's the Lord's voice. Because you, you see, um, the the devil will also try to speak to us. You, Danielle was singing about the tempter comes and closing up like a flower. That's because there'll be another voice. And he tries to imitate Jesus. He tries to put on his best Jesus voice, you know, in order to, or our best voice, so we'll think it's us. We won't think it's something else. Um, But this is a promise that we will know his voice. Um, And then Jesus said, oh, the figure of speech Jesus used with them, uh, because they did not understand yet what he was saying to them. (laughs) 
So Jesus said again to them, truly, truly, say so to repeat it because he's like, okay, I'm getting a lot of blank looks here, so let's, let's try this again. <laughs> truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they have life and have it abundantly. Um, and then he goes on, he says, in verse 14, I am the good shepherd, I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this fold, I must bring them also, and they will also list, they will listen to my voice, so that there's one flock and one shepherd. Um, I think he's referring here to non-Jews, because at this point it was a whole Jewish endeavor. He's not talking about aliens. Um, I've actually heard that someone wonder about that. They weren't a pastor. But other sheep uh, just means, it means us, right? Those that are Gentiles, those are outside the, uh, the, the Jewish family. And so there'll be one flock and one shepherd. But it says that we will also know his voice. Um, I remember back when I was closer to your age. Was that? Yeah. Uh, I actually... Uh, I, I told God, I said, okay, this is a promise, and it must be true, but I'd never been taught that you could actually hear God, you know, and actually recognize Him, or it could be a regular thing. Okay, this is another thing that, with my Mac. It goes to sleep all the time. I have a very sleepy Mac. <laughs> so I need to get in there and actually program it so it won't be quite so sleepy. Uh, but I remember claiming, okay, you... you said that I could hear your voice, but I didn't know anyone in my church that was teaching that. I was raised Catholic, and so, um, anyway, I didn't hear any of that. I found out later that there are people that do that. Um, but if you were like me, I remember when I first had someone say that you could actually hear the voice, I said, well, how is that possible? Um, and, and part of it is a non-biblical worldview that uh, this is a way of looking at the world that we sort of seep in through Netflix and our music and our Twitterverse and our Spotify and all the, all the media that's coming in around us and our conversations that are coming in with our friends and with our teachers, you know, if you go to, especially if you go to public school. It's, uh, it's a non-biblical worldview. And whether you're to the right or to the left... Um, if you're part of the West, I'm talking about primarily Europe, the United States, South Africa, Asia, I mean, um, Australia, uh, then it is a materialist worldview, meaning that we take the material world very seriously, and we're very good at manipulating the material world, you know, in terms of building things, or, or sending people to the moon, or, uh, you know, building Disney World. Amazing. Physical manipulation of Southern California, <laughs> uh, and, 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 and while that has great that's, that, that's enabled us to do things that no one in history has ever, ever been able to do it's all with the material world and we are very confident when it comes to dealing with physical facts I mean, look, look at this computer, it's unbelievable in terms of a, you know, manipulation of physical forces um, very intricate but when it comes to spiritual things we are like back in the stone age it's like we are babies 
we have very little uh, understanding of things that are non-material. And there's also this prejudice that says that, well, if I cannot see it, taste it, touch it, manipulate it, then really it's sort of ephemeral, and it's maybe not quite real. But a biblical worldview says, actually, the things that are not seen are eternal, and the things that are seen are passing away. That the things that are seen were created by the things that were unseen, and actually they have more substance than the things that we can see. I mean, I'm getting older, right? I'm I'm noticing this in my own body, that it's (laughs) starting to wear out. You know, I can go to sleep, and in the morning I've hurt myself, and I think, no, this is sleeping. You know, what's the deal? <laughs> but it's it's because this part of me is getting old. I got a mother back in Atlanta, Georgia, who's uh, we're looking at putting her into assisted living because she can no longer really walk around. Right. However, her spirit continues to endure. Her spirit's not wearing out. She's as strong and opinionated as ever. <laughs> but her body is, because the material universe is, is actually lesser than the spiritual world. But this is a non-biblical worldview. That's more of an Eastern worldview. But that's another... Um, that, that has its own issues in terms of not being correct with the Bible. But um, So one of the reasons for doubt is that we're taught that to hear from God is mental illness. It's a sign of schizophrenia. It's a, it's, or it's a delusion. It's a fantasy. That's, that's really kind of odd in the history of humankind. We are, but we don't see it because it's all around us. Um, I remember uh, some commentator, it was, it was NPR uh, commentator that went against Mike Pence and said that because he hears from God that he was mentally ill. And he actually came out and said, you know, you just dissed all the Christians and all, most of the Jews and all the Muslims, you know, by saying that. He said, but that's, that's, an, that's an example of a secular worldview which is so pervasive. A secular worldview which is trying to build the kingdom of God without God. That's basically what secularism is. Um, so if you doubt whether you can really hear from God, it's Part of it is this, that there's these messages coming in and saying that that's not true. Uh, we talked last night about doubts of the goodness of God. Um, uh, there are things that happen to us um, if we're wounded by others um, that can make us doubt whether God is good. Uh, if you listen to any atheists, Usually, the, the the big a lot most of the arguments of the contemporary atheist basis basically boil down to this: uh, if God is good and God is uh, loving, then why does evil exist? And so, what they will then do is do a parade of uglies of just all the worst things that are very real, and they will stack that up as accusations or as data to say that that the God of love and power can't exist because these things. Exist. And it's a very powerful argument, and it's, and it's very, uh, it's very persuasive. Um, uh, and when we encounter things that are hurtful in our lives, um, it's easy to interpret them as well. God is not good. That's why we had our whole talk last night about the goodness of God, because you need to begin to really address 
that issue before you want to either hear or draw near to God. Um, and uh, it's, it's a huge subject, and we're, we're not really going to go much into it right now, except that um, uh, it, could be, it could be a question that you do ask God, you know, about the things in your life that you struggle with, the things in your life of those you love that might seem deeply unfair, and it could, could well be. Um, uh, but that's another reason for doubting, you know, would he really speak to me? Um, I hit sp- oh, feeling unworthy. It's just a little slow. Um, another is, why would God speak to me? I'm, you know, fill in the blank. Uh, there's, there's, you know, I, why would he care? Uh, um, the parable of the prodigal is sort of a great answer to that. Because um, the, 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 the prodigal was one who, who, re- who took the inheritance, ran away, made a complete and total mess of his life. And yet, when he came back to the father, when he repented and said, I have really been a horse's behind, and he came back, what did his father do? His father ran to meet him which in Middle Eastern culture you would never do because it was seen as undignified. But the father's love was so strong for the prodigal that he didn't care what he had done. He was just glad to see him again. It's the same with us. In in our deepest, darkest, most shameful moments, God is deeply, deeply in love with you. I mean, imagine those of you that have children. If your children really mess up, now I've got older children, so I have more dads. Than <laughs> the older the kids, the more trouble they can get into. Right, but when the police call, and you're having to go respond, and I've had those calls with my children. Um, you know, I remember going up to Bellingham, and you can talk with one of my sons who had gotten arrested, and he was mortified. But the big question was, do you still love him? You know, and I was able to, sh- to show him, you know, how much I did care and how I didn't approve of the things that got him into the pokey, right? But um, that didn't change my affection or commitment to him. And that really changed our relationship. Because at that point, he realized that my love was not based on his performance. And that was part of my story last night, is my, my fall from grace, while terrible, and I don't recommend it, uh, it actually was an opportunity for God to prove to me that my relationship with him was not based on my performance. So this is especially good, because if you get yourself into some real, real trouble, that's probably a time where you really need to really listen. <laughs> You really need to say, help. Uh, oh, that's all I had on that? Okay. All right, so here's another one. Is it just my imagination? If I hear things, because I'm going to have you, we're going we're gonna to break up in a little bit and do an exercise. And um, am I just making this up? And my answer to that is, of course it's your imagination. You hear things in your head, that doesn't mean it's not real. You have to, you have to, have to 
stick with me on this. Um, our imagination is God's gift so that we can, um, it's, it's like a, it, it, it's so that we can he- hear things in our head. So, all right, so we're going to set up a little image. Imagine it, the imagination, your imagination is a movie screen in your head. Um, and the projector is your soul. So that's the projector. This is your imagination right here. So that's your soul, and your soul is projecting things onto the imagination. Could be your memories. You know, it could be uh, um, a uh, a story that's being told. You know, as you're reading a book, your your project. You know, the your proje- the, the book is being projected onto the screen, and you're imagining it. Um, now the film or the video is the content of what the soul is projecting. It's the, it's the book, or let's say when Jesus was saying a parable, right? And he begins to say, so, so this guy says, so, well, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus says, okay. okay. There was a man who was walking from Jerusalem to Jericho. And immediately, boy, the, the film turns on. The guy is thinking, because he, he knows the area, and he goes, oh yeah, I know that road. And he imagines the guy and what he's dressed like, and he imagines the you know, the setting, and he's on that road going down. So, the, so the, there's the projector's turned on. He is seeing the scene, and the content, or the film, is Jesus' parable, right? <coughs> Does that make this any less real? No, it's just a God-given ability to see things in your head. Now, can that content be false? Yeah, I mean, you could, you could have Star Wars in your head, or Game of Thrones in your head, or... <laughs> Um, but it's, 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 uh, the fact that it's your imagination just means that that is how God wishes to s- speak through us. Sometimes he speaks in an audible voice. Have you ever, ever had God speak to you in an audible voice? Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, me too, but that's, that tends to be the exception. Very much the exception. And when he does, it's almost like, hold on to your butt, because <laughs> it's, it's, you're, 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 it's, it's fixing to get crazy. And I need to give you something that is just really, really clear so that you can hold on when all things are going wild. Um, this is super slow. There's something else is supposed to come up here. There it is. There it is. The production companies who are producing the film are either the flesh or the spirit. Okay. So... Um, there's different content, right? And they have different ratings. If you've got the flesh rating, that's not a good rating. And there's a lot of times we project that stuff onto the imagination, right? When we fantasize. You know, when Jesus said, if if a man looks at a woman in lust, then he's committed adultery. He's not talking about being tempted. He's talking about putting on the movie and sitting down on the easy chair and watching a movie, right? Or for, women can do this too, right? You see that guy and you think, oh man, if only I was with him and not with this guy, you know? And then you put on the movie and you just get your popcorn and start watching it a while. That's, that's, that it would be flesh industries are putting that together. But there's also the spirit industries, and that would be um, uh, the, the content which is uh, in line with Scripture, that is God's good stuff 
It doesn't have to be just about Jesus. It can be, you know, a, a beautiful Fort Casey. It could be having a card game with friends. It could be playing with kids. I mean, there's all kinds of good stuff that you can, uh, that can produce that content. Um, and the projectionist is the will. So that's you deciding what film you want to see. And, and that's where we get to make decisions of what movies I'm going to watch. And I'm not saying that, again, you have to just watch Jesus videos. Um, because I'm, I'm, an, I'm an actor. Actually, I, was, you know, I went to Cornish. I was an actor before I was a pastor. That was an interesting conversation when I came home and told my wife, who had not married a director, who had not married a pastor, but had married an actor. And suddenly this actor is saying that he's feeling a calling for minister. Well, and you know what her answer was? She said, you know, I couldn't sleep last night because I was making lists in my head. I said, what are you making lists? I said, well, it would be what we would need to do if you went to seminary. Yeah. I was like, what? Because, you know, I don't know if this is how women's minds work. It's how my wife's minds work. She makes lists. And I'm like, I've never mentioned seminary to you before. She goes, yeah, I don't know, I just couldn't sleep. I just kept thinking, well, you know, Dexter would have to do this, we have to have daycare for that, we'd have to move <laughs> car. And she was just going through all the lists. You know, what we do for money, where we live. <laughs> I said, okay, well, that's a confirmation. Um, I have no idea why I brought that up. Help me. The will. The will. Yeah, the will. So, um, Anyway, the projectionist is the will. So we get to decide what the content is. Um, and uh, so when we are going to have this, uh, we're going to do an exercise, we're going to listen for God. Um, what you're going to do is that you're, this is talking about deciding what is up on the screen and where it's coming from and trying to discern that because there's a lot of stuff going through our heads. Right. So we're going to do a listening to God, and, and that is just an exercise saying that if, 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 if you're hearing stuff in your head, that that's okay. God speaks to us all the time. And he speaks to us not just in voices, but he speaks to us in coincidences. He speaks to us in circumstances. He speaks to us through other people. He even speaks to us through pastors talking in front of groups. Speaks to us through worship. Speaks to us in prayer. Speaks to us in silence. A lot of different ways. Speaks to us with images, feelings, memories. But pay attention to what's going on up there on the screen. And as you are asking questions, because we're going to go through a series of questions and writing stuff down, um, then you'll be able to get it all down and then begin to sort out what it is that you've written in order to go, okay, what's, what is God saying? Because this is a skill that you can develop. Um, is Justin here? The children's and Matt too, probably. That's right there. Yeah, well, you were, you were part of the pastors' gatherings that we had on the hill. Yeah. And one of the things that we did is that we set up five minutes of listening prayer for these pastors' gatherings, where we would just say, "God, speak to us." And I remember that a lot of the pastors kind of went, "Okay," but it was amazing when we gave that five minutes just to listen what God would say. 
and then what people would share. <laughs> anyway. All right. So this is this is what we're doing. We're gonna. I wanted to give a lot of time to this. So for all of you introverts, rejoice. <laughs> you don't have to talk to another blessed soul. All the extroverts, this will be a good exercise in self-control. Um, because this, you're not going to have to talk to another person. But you need to have some sort of recording device. Um, you can have a pen and paper. You can have uh, memos on your phones. Um, but I want you to actually write it down in some manner. Um, okay, this is really important. And you can find a quiet place, and it can be anywhere. It can be here. It can be outside, although the weather has changed. Um, it can be back in the barracks. All right? There we go. All right. And then I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to imagine uh, a member of the Trinity, Father, Son, or Holy Spirit. Okay. It can be either of these. Father, what is it you want to say to me? Jesus, what do you want to say to me? Holy Spirit. It's just a way of helping. They, they all kind of run, they're all on the same team. They're all the same being, so anyone will work. Um, but it just, again, it helps with the focusing. And this is the first question. What important thing have you been telling me recently? That's the first question. What important thing have you been telling me recently? Because a lot of times we get busy. There's a lot of reasons to be busy. Um, and we will miss out. Second question is, what do you want to say to me about the difficult challenges I've been facing? This is a time where you can really get some input on things that are difficult, you're struggling with. Here's a really good one. What things or people do you want me to give more attention to? That's a great question because a lot of times we in our busyness forget Oh, there's my sister, or there's my friend. Oh, I should have followed up with this, you know, whatever. And it's amazing the people that will come to mind and the specifics of what God wishes for us to relate to them. And this is good. Is there one thing you want me to do right now? Because a lot of times I find that when I talk with God, He loves blue sky talking, and He loves 3,000-foot overviews. You know, I love you. You know, okay, great. All right, what do I do now? Well... I want you to love others. Okay, that's good. Can you be more specific? <laughs> Is there anything I can do right now? I once had God said, I want you to stop praying and do your taxes. I was like, no. <laughs> I needed to do them. <laughs> um, or to write a letter. Or I've, I've, had him, I've had him say to me, stop. Rest. You're done for the day. Just, there's just all kinds of things that he will, he will say. Uh, and there it is. Uh, and then this is this is also nice. Is there anything else you want to share with me? Which is interesting. And here's one thing: if if you get really fixated on one thing, like why is this not happening? I really want this job, and nothing's happening. I really want this girl, nothing's happening. I really want this guy, nothing's happening. I really want to move to the city, and you sort of fixate and fixate and fixate on it. And there's silence. I found sometimes God's not interested in talking about that. And so what I'll do is I'll say, is there anything else you want to talk about? 
And usually I'll hear kind of a, <clears throat> well, actually. Because <laughs> his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And if we're not surprised by God, then we might need to reconsider, you know, who we're listening to. Because <laughs> he's, cause, and even the things we struggle with, we think, well, if only I could fix this, then everything would be better. And God, a lot of times, will go, well, you know, that's good. But, you know, actually, I've got this other thing over here that I'd rather deal with you on because... In terms of my priorities, while that's important, this actually is a bigger thing right over here. Um, and then follow-up questions are great. Anything else you want to say? A really good one is, can you tell me some specifics? You know, you want me to call my mother. Okay, you want me to call my brother. All right, what should we talk about? Um, you know, that kind of thing. So asking for specifics, and it's amazing the kind of stuff that will then come. Uh, oh, wait a minute, that's... Huh. All right, so um, I had a whole section I left out. Okay, so um, I'm just going to have to add this in. Okay, so negative voices in your head, right? Your psychiatrist, right? All kinds of negative voices. Okay. Um, one is the editor. Not necessarily a negative voice, a helpful voice, but why don't you tell your inner editor to go take a coffee break? Meaning, don't hear something and then go, eh, and question it. Just write it down. Is that really? Well, how come I'm hearing that? Just, it's like, you know what? Tell that guy or that gal. Just listen, why don't you just go for a walk? It's beautiful outside. I know it's a little rainy. Put on your coat. Take a walk. Come back in about 20 minutes. And then you can come in and we can go through what I've written down. Really helpful. Because the internet editor is always that second-guessing voice. You just don't need that. Just, this is really just opening up and just, just, just start going. Just start going. Okay, the rebel. Yeah, the inner voice is the real voice. I don't want to. Again, just tell that person, no, be quiet in the name of Jesus. So if there is the rebel that's just, ah, like that, so, no, no, if, if, it's a, if it's an angry voice, you're, you're listening for the voice of God. Uh, so tell the rebel again just to be quiet. And again, the, the complaint, you can talk to, you can hear the complaints later. And the other voice you want to say no to is the victim. Okay? Just say no to being a victim. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. And God wishes to speak to you as his beloved child. You're not a victim. Terrible things might have happened to you. Awful things might have happened to you. But that, that is not your identity. Don't receive that as your identity. That's something that's in the culture now that is just, it's crazy making. It's, it's like it's become this badge of honor, and it gives you credibility for whatever you say, and you don't know my pain. That's, that's kind of a warped thinking, because what that does, that keeps you in a permanent state of victimhood, uh, as opposed to um, being an overcomer, being someone who is deeply loved and cherished and is one who's designed to turn the world right side up. Forgiveness is the best way to turn a victim into an overcomer. 
because only the only the person who's been sinned against can initiate any kind of reconciliation. It always flips the power dynamic. To remain mad at the person that did you wrong keeps you in a victim status. So just say no to the victim. Um, uh, so we've got about, this is perfect, we've got, we've got about 30 minutes. Um, and what I'd like, I'd like to take about 20 of them to do this exercise. And then I want you to come back in and find another person and begin sharing with that other person for the last 10 minutes what it is that you've heard. Okay?